0: text for the message this morning is Matthew 5 verse 3. Introduced to the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes last week Sunday and now we head into the first words that our Lord Jesus spoke when he taught them on the mountain. Matthew 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of of heaven. Beloved church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that first blessed statement highlights that the kingdom of heaven operates with different values than most of the kingdoms that people have established on the earth. Our Lord Jesus doesn't value the same things that our society does. In the eyes of the world, to be poor in spirit is to be weak. and We're constantly told to be independent and to stand up for our own rights. That's what strength looks like in this world and society we're living in. The consistent message we are hearing is that we need to believe in ourselves. We're told that people can overcome all obstacles especially if we're working together that we are stronger than we think and that it's humiliating to humbly serve another person It'd be better to tell them what to do and comparing the popular music the popular film producers the latest government decisions with what Jesus taught about the virtues of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, well, we right away see a, a very marked difference, a very, a very great difference. Jesus' message for the world is that the Lord values those who are poor in spirit. Those are the kind of people who are in his kingdom. Jesus doesn't say, believe in yourself. He says, believe in a mighty God. The citizens of the kingdom of heaven distinguish themselves from those who are not because they believe that God exists. They believe that his character is revealed to them in the holy scriptures. They worship the God who has revealed himself in his word. And knowledge of God makes a person poor in spirit. I proclaim to you the gospel of the kingdom of heaven under this Christ receives the poor spirit into his kingdom. And the poor in spirit, first of all, understand their depravity. And in the second place, they depend on God's grace. Now, I've used the expression poor in spirit many times already since reading and starting to give the message. But it's not a very common expression. Maybe you're wondering even, what is that Actually, even mean. And it needs some explaining. It's not language that we often use in our conversations. I don't know if a, a parent will say that often to their child, you know, you need to be poor in spirit. So what does it mean? Well, we I think we, we think we understand the word poor. The word poor, it's actually important to understand that there are many different Greek words for poor, and the Lord Jesus chose a particular word that describes a very abject poverty. So the word poor that our Lord Jesus uses is not referring to the kind of life where a person's income just manages to cover their rent and their food for the month and leaves very little extra. But rather, Jesus chose a particular word that speaks about being completely destitute. It's not just the type of person, maybe even the type who make themselves poor, who who give away everything they have so that they might be poor. Our Lord Jesus is talking about the absolute poor. And with all the social programs that we have available in Canada, it's actually very rare to find someone that this word describes. There's so much help available. But you can see it in other countries. People at this level of poor, they really have absolutely nothing, they live in the streets. They're abandoned, they have no voice, they have no control, they're perpetually looking for scraps of something to, to eat, sometimes even digging in the little dirt on the edge of the road because there's little bugs in there that give them some protein. They're surrounded by violence, they live in fear, they cannot trust anyone. They're not in that situation by choice. It's not a picture we often have a romantic picture of of, of poverty that's the word for poor that Jesus used but he didn't say it to say that to be in the kingdom of heaven you need to be penniless and starving for for physical food and wasting away and, and living in fear but he used this word to describe a certain attitude an attitude of the heart. Even in Luke 6, verse 20, where the poor are contrasted with the rich, where the Lord Jesus said, blessed are the poor, he's not saying that the physical suffering, hopelessness, and powerlessness of absolute poverty, he's not saying that's the blessing, but he is saying that such people are blessed because they cannot put Their trust in riches. They cannot put riches in the place of God. And our Lord Jesus then uses a metaphor to help us understand exactly what kind of attitude we should have. And so, although there can be rich people who are poor in spirit and there can be poor people who are not poor in spirit, you can be sure that the absolute poor will know what it means to be destitute to be powerless and so there actually is a connection between physical poverty and being poor in spirit you see the absolute poor would never have a feeling of pride in their self sufficiency they have empty hands they are dependent completely dependent on on the mercy of of others Powerless. Sometimes God even uses poverty to sanctify us and make us understand how dependent we really are. The psalms that we sung show that there is a close connection between that that dependency of being afflicted and troubled and being dependent. When the church sings about the poor and needy, and we sang about it, I think we we got most of them. Psalm 34, Psalm 40, Psalm 86. Believers are not just talking about physical well-being or wealth. We're not singing Psalm 34 but kind of snickering because it's not true. When we say we're poor, we're not saying we're physically poor. We're not. We're, we're wealthy. We're probably more wealthy than King David was. We know that when we say we're poor and needy, we're talking about An attitude of the heart. We're talking about a dependence. And in Matthew 5, verse 3, the Lord Jesus includes the words in spirit, poor in spirit. That's so that we understand that he's talking about the situation of a person's heart. That's important to understand that our Lord Jesus is not saying with poor in spirit, he's not saying. You poor souls. Blessed are the the, those, those poor spirits. As if God created junk. Rather, the words poor in spirit, it points to our understanding, how we see the world, our understanding of our place compared to the creator of heaven and earth. Even our Lord Jesus could be poor in spirit because he had taken on a human flesh, a human flesh. He was a human being standing on the earth that his Father in Heaven had created and he was constantly praying to his Father in Heaven. He came to God in prayer with a humble spirit, the mediator who was dependent before the Father in Heaven for us and in our place. And if our Lord Jesus could be poor in spirit, then we know that our poverty is not a result of sin. For Jesus was sinless. Rather to be poor in spirit is to be a human being with an understanding we are living in a world that was created by a sovereign and a holy God. And he gave us minds and hands and, and, and hearts that are completely dependent on his grace. He made us to be dependent on him. To be poor in spirit is to believe that God exists. But Jesus was poor in spirit because he knew what Paul preached that in him in God we live and breathe and have our being and our Lord Jesus showed us what being poor in spirit looks like when when he constantly prayed to God in dependence on him and his spirit within us now brings us as citizens of God's kingdom into that same understanding of who we are in our spirits By the grace of God, who works on us through His Spirit, in our spirits we understand that there is a sovereign and a holy God. and We understand what we mean when we say He's sovereign, what that means for who we are. We believe that He created the universe in in six days just by speaking. He created the first parents of the human race on, on the sixth day. We believe that we are made to glorify God, that we're completely directed to Him in in everything that we do and say and think with our souls and our minds and our strength. We know that anything outside of glorifying the one true God is, is actually rebellion. It brings into eternal damnation. So if simply recognizing that we're human beings before a sovereign God makes us poor in spirit like our Lord Jesus Christ, how much more when we also know that we as small little human beings have also sinned against God. Had the audacity to turn away from Him, to shake our fists at Him, to, to do things our way. God describes the poor in spirit in Isaiah 66, verses 1 and 2. We read that together. That was a picture of the the poor in spirit. And again, you see that contrast after describing His sovereign glory and majesty, His hand that has made all things. The Lord says that the poor in spirit that He looks on are those who believe that He is God, the person who is humble, contrite in spirit. Who trembles at God's word. And so we see it compared to God, all human beings are like the absolute poor, powerless, bankrupt, without anything to give to God, dependent. And the Lord Jesus said that's the prerequisite, that's what's necessary for the citizens of the kingdom of God. That heart, that attitude. Thanks be to God that with the Spirit within our hearts, he, we, we wake up every morning in humility. And we can remind ourselves God even gave us the words. It was displayed also on the wall as he walked in as a display text today. He is the potter. We are the clay. If you have ever stood before God without feeling absolute poverty, you have never stood before God. We are absolutely and completely dependent on His grace. And that first. Blessed statement, the first beatitude. It's very closely connected to the first commandment because it demands that exclusive confidence in the one creator of heaven and earth and a complete rejection of all other people and all other things that might take the place of God in our lives. The poor in spirit are blessed because they are emptying themselves of anything that can stand in the way of God's grace in their lives. We always, as human nature, sinful human nature, we like to hold on to a few things, and we kind of find our pride in those things we're good at, or we've got this figured out. The Lord Jesus said the poor in spirit will be depending on God's grace, emptying themselves of all these little things that we hold on to who are in spirit, find joy and really throwing them off and just coming into the presence of God with, with empty hands. Though they may be rich, they empty themselves of their dependence on their riches so that they are poor before God. Though they be poor, they don't spend their life running after earthly riches, but seek Christ Jesus is a source of all joy. We don't try gaining worth in the eyes of others by seeking the approval of other people, as if that will bring us a happiness. We don't try to do it by comparing ourselves to, to other people who are in worse conditions than, than we are, and, and, and sort of hold on to those things as a reason for pride. But we empty ourselves of all pride, Of all covetousness, we say, God, you fill us. Poor in spirit is not self hatred. It's not shame. In one of the Psalms we sang about it, remember poor in spirit, we never need to be ashamed. It's not a frustration with our own weakness. Rather, it's owning the fact, taking, taking hold of the fact that we were made dependent on a gracious and an almighty and a sovereign God. It's an entrusting of your life, your life to God, to his grace. Oh, and our Lord. In our Lord Jesus' teaching, he gave examples of people who reached the stage of that being poor in spirit. It's not something we, we always have. You know the parable of the wandering son or the prodigal son in Luke 15. If you don't know it, you can look it up again and read it. But a lot of us here today know that that parable and the youngest son, he received his inheritance and, and he went and he lived that high life or so he thought it was a high life. But he spent all his money and then he got to the point where he was poor, absolutely poor. He, he was feeding the pigs and, and he was wishing he could eat that that food that he was supposed to give to the pigs. And then all of a sudden he he realized. He he said, and, I, and I'm quoting here, I, I got it written down here, Luke 15, verse 18: I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. That's what poor in spirit looks like. It's recognizing your absolute need and also throwing yourself onto the mercy of God, completely dependent on his grace. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector praying (coughs) in the temple. That's Luke 18. The tax collector exemplified what it means to be poor in spirit. He came in the presence. He didn't even lift his eyes. He, He just begged God, have mercy on me. He knew who he was. There was no shred of pride left in himself. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3, and we we had a sermon on that a while ago, but he, he called all his works, all the things that he thought were important before, he called them garbage, rubbish. And he came, he said, it has to be Christ. And he came into the presence of God, begging for grace. Those were examples, examples of what that means when we say, be poor in spirit when you look in the mirror who is it that you see looking back at you well when we compare ourselves to others like the Pharisee and Jesus parable in Luke 18 we may possibly find some things in ourselves that can cause us pride and give us self-assurance when we compare with others we can always find somebody in a worse situation than we are even when we look in the mirror and we see weakness in ourselves we often feel confident that we are capable of accomplishing more on our own strength that we just had some more time maybe even you tell maybe even maybe you even tell god that you will try to do better god i'm going to i'm going to try to be more do more i, I want to prove my worth uh, to you but now compare that face looking back and in the mirror to all that God has revealed about himself in his word compare you yourself to him stand before the Creator as if he's standing behind you as you're looking in the mirror stand before the Creator in all his sovereign holiness and compare your righteousness to the holy law of God and you will see that compared to him you are like a little bit of leftover dust in the scales as the prophet Isaiah says about the nations God is so great and you are so small and yet what does God promise you he promises to hold you yes that person looking back at you in the mirror he promises to hold you in his powerful and his eternal hands you can see yourself in the loving protection and the care of the Creator of heaven and earth you are poor in spirit resting in his hands safe loved and cared for believing in God knowing him you will be poor in spirit then then you then you see when we come in to worship God every time we begin our worship service what do we say? We say our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth we're saying we're here yeah but it's it's his powerful hands that have brought us here today and when God's spirit dwells in our hearts and he he removes all those idols that we set up in in front of our eyes so that we can truly see the indescribable majesty of the Creator, our God. And He breaks through, He breaks hard hearts and He he makes us poor in spirit so that we understand and believe that the sovereign Creator is our God. We are the works of His hands. And He removes the, the plugs that we have stuffed into our ears so that the works of His word, the thunderous voice of his word fills our hearts and our minds. And we know what we are. We know who we are. He empties us of everything that we take pride in so that he can amaze us with his grace. So that we see the fullness of his glory. The poor in spirit are called blessed. So that he... The poor in spirit are called blessed because they truly understand the grace of God, and He decar- declares to you that to you belong His kingdom. The poor in spirit are constantly overwhelmed by God's grace to them. They're overwhelmed. The thought that the Son of God came down to earth to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. 61 verse 1 having been anointed to bring good news to the poor god sent his son to bring good news to us it's overwhelming in his grace the lord jesus brought us up from the depths he he brings us into the glory of his kingdom it's like isaiah prophesied for thus says the one who is high and lifted up who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. It's Isaiah 57 that we read together. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with him who is contrite of heart and lowly spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. When God looks for true worshipers in his kingdom, like he says in John 4 verse 24 He's looking for true worshipers. He is looking for people who can... He's not looking for people who can bring the most to Him. Rather, He's looking for those with a broken spirit. Psalm 51, for a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. But we stand in awe of our holy God, who draws us near to Himself... He draws near to himself those who humbly trust in him. And then we confess with the church of all times and places in the world, as as we sing in Psalm 8, we say, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? That's the heart of the believer coming in together like we did this morning to worship. That's the heart of the believer praying to God. And do you see now just how ridiculous And yes, even rebellious it is to build our little humanistic towers of Babel and and tell our children, just believe in yourselves. You, You have the power. Jesus tells us to us clearly when he says to the church in Laodicea, For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. But the truth is, we are wretched pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. We are dependent on His grace. Well, the kingdom of heaven does not belong to those who think they need nothing from God. But the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who believe in the sovereign God and see that on their own they are nothing. But in the grace of God, they have everything. To the poor in spirit, Jesus promises riches that last. He promises worthiness and dignity that is based on his righteousness. He promises salve for the eyes so that we can see. And so we are together encouraged by the word. Encouraged, led by the spirit to get on our knees and pray. Dependence. The poor, poor in spirit. Mere creatures before an almighty God. Mere creatures for whom he sent his son to die. While your strength, brothers and sisters, your strength is your recognition of your weakness, your dependence. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen.